We're in the Gemara on the Apnun Hei Amidalov. Tanarabanan, the beginning of a line. Tanarabanan, Ketzad Ma'abrin Asa'arin. How do you measure the Tchum from a city? So the word Ma'abrin we had in the beginning of the Perik, which means like an expecting woman, that there's protrusions from the city, and you only measure the 2,000 Ames from the last place where there's a protrusion from the city. So this Braisa will give various different scenarios in the shape of a city to know from where we measure the Tchum of 2,000 Ames from the city. Arucha, if you have a city that's long in shape, Kamois Shihi. You measure it as the city is. The Gemara al-Sum will explain what the Chiddush of this is. Agula, a city that's round in shape. When you measure, you create a square around this circle, and that's how you measure the Tchum. If you have a city that's wide on one side and narrow on the other side, we see it as if it's equal on all sides like the wider side. You can take a look in the pictures, in picture Reish Peivav, where you see a picture for this uh, kind of city. The Braitse continues. Bayis Echad Kemin Pogum. If there's one house that's protruding from the city like a Pogum, which is the in the wall, a protrusion from the wall, so you have one house that sticks out of the city. You have two houses that are sticking out of the rest of the city. We consider it as if there's a string that's drawn from one house to the other house on the protrusion outside the city. And you measure, that is, and you measure from there outward 2,000 amas. You have a picture for this in the picture Reish Peizayin, which we had already before in the Mishnah as well. The Braisa continues, A city is made in the shape, is built in the shape of a bow, or in the shape of a gam, which is, as Rashi says, Gimel Yivonis, or it's a Chof Kfufa Shalano, or as it says here, it's really, it's a Landechof. That's the shape of the city. You can take a look in picture Reish Peiches, you have the shape of a keshes, or picture reish peites, the shape of a gam. So, what's uh, how do you measure these two shapes? We consider it as if the bow is filled with houses, as you see here in the picture. The inside part of the bow is a, we consider it as if it's all filled with houses, and you measure from there, not from the bottom inside bow of the inside of the bow, but we measure it from the top. Uh, the two tips of the bow, we consider it all to be filled in, and that's where we measure the 2,000 amas from. And the same thing also with this Langachov shaped city. We consider it as if it's all filled in, and that's where you measure the 2,000 amas. Okay, this is the Braise. Now the Gemara will explain all the parts of this Braise. In the Braise it said, the first case, Arucho Kemois Shehi. A city that's long, you measure it as is. Pshita, obviously. Where is there any place to add any more than what the city itself is? The case here is that this is a long, narrow shaped city. Mao, the tema I would think to say, Litin law, Pusya, Aorka, that I should apply the width of the city the same, Keorka, the Bacchus Gaidis, the same as the length of the city. So, therefore, you would have to add more to the width of the city. 
Kamash Malam, the Mishnah is teaching me, or the Bryce is teaching me that we do not. Murubas, the Bryce said, if it's a square shaped city, ain't Oysen Law's obvious. You don't add any additional corners to it. This is obvious. It is a square shaped city, but it's not positioned in the sides of the world. In other words, it's not exactly positioned in the sides of the world. Do they have a picture for this over here? Yes, take a look in picture. Reish Tzadik Aleph. So you have a square city. But looking at Mizrach Maid of Tzofen Dorem, it's not shaped in the same, it's not positioned in the same square as the world. So I would think that you, you, you would create a square in the shape of the world, as the Gemara here says. I make it a square shape like the square of the world, like the position of the world. Kamash Malan, so the Mishnah is teaching me that we don't do so. The next case of the Braisa was if there's a house sticking out, or there are two houses sticking out from the city, so then you measure from that area. You're telling me that if there's one house sticking out, that you measure from there, the Trum of 2000 Amis, needless to say that if you have two houses sticking out, that it's significant enough that you measure from there. So the Gemara explains, we need this case for the following. When the two houses are sticking out on two different sides. I would think to say, let's take a look in the picture here where you see the house is sticking out on two different sides. So you have over here two houses that are sticking out. And the Havaman of the Gemara thought that the two houses sticking out in picture Reish Sadik Beis, they're sticking out on the same house. Therefore, the Gemara asks a question. If even only one house sticks out, you measure the 2,000 amas from there. So what's the Chiddush to say that if you have two houses sticking out, you measure from there? So the Gemara answers, like we see in the next picture, Reish Sadik Gimel, when you have one house sticking out on one side of the city and another house sticking out on a different side of the city. So to add to the measurement of the city on one side, that I say, but to add to the border of the city from two different sides, when you have one house sticking out, that I would not say. Therefore the Mishnah is teaching me that even then I measure the 2,000 amas from that place where these houses are sticking out. The next case in the Mishnah was a city in the shape of a bow, or in the shape of a langachov. We see it as if the empty space in the middle, as if it's filled with houses, vachatseris, and courtyards. And you measure from there 2,000 amas. So Ravuna says, So this case of the Braisa, the city that's in the shape of a bow. In Yesh ben Shnei Rosheho, Pachis Ma'ar Basalotham Amo, if you have between the two tips of the bow, and you measure from one tip of the bow to the other tip of the bow, and you have less than 4,000 Amis, Moididin Lo Minayeser. So then you will measure the 2,000 Amis of the Tchom from the Yeser. The Yeser is the imaginary string of the bow that runs from one tip to another tip. Let's see it here in the picture. Take a look in picture. Reish Tzadik Hey. Okay, so you have Reish Tzadik Hey. You can see the tips of both of the um, ends of the bow. And now, in between, you have less than 2,000 Amis from one end to the other end. So in this case, 
we consider the 2,000 amas, we measure it from not, not from the bottom of the uh, bow, inside the bottom of the bow, we measure it from the top. We, we, uh, we have an imaginary string, the yeser is the string of a bow. So the yeser over here, where do you put the string of a bow always? From one tip to the other tip. So we have an imaginary string that runs from one tip to the other tip, and that's where we measure the 2,000 amas outward. But that's only if from one end to the city, to the other end of the tip, the, the two tips of the city, there's less than 4,000 amas. So the tchum from one end and the tchum of the other end are overlapping on each other. So you can walk from one to the other. Only then do you say that you measure from the imaginary string of the bow that goes on the tips and not from the inside, the bottom of the, uh, of the bow. Let's see again in the words of the Gemara. In yesh bein shell, if between the two tips of this bow, Pachis ma'arbas alafam amet. There's less than four thousand amis. Then made in the law minayeser. You measure the tchum of two thousand amis from that imaginary string going across the bow, and not from the bottom and the inside. Vim lav made in the law minakeshes. But if it's more than that, if it's four thousand amis more, so then you measure the two thousand amis from the inside bottom of the bow outward. Zakti gemara vayter omi amar ravhone hachi. Did Ravune say this? But Ravune said in a different place. If you have a city of and a wall of a city that was breached, and yeah, so you had a city and there was a breach that went from one end to the city to the other end of the city that separated the two parts of the city. You could actually see this picture here in the bottommost picture of the Rashi on the page, or you could see it in the picture in picture Reish Tzadik Vav, where you have a city that there's a breach that runs through the middle of the city. So is this still considered to be one large city? So Rav Huna says, if the Nifritza, if the breaches the Meyav Arboim Va'achas V'Shalosh, so if it's breached open 141 Amis and a third, so then, then, then it's considered to be a breach and it's two different cities. Okay, so what do we see over here? This, the breach that separates one part of the city and the other part of the city is 141 amas and a third. Over here, when it comes to the keshes, the two tips of the keshes, what did Rav Huna say? As long as the tchum Shabbos between them overlap each other and there isn't 4,000 amas between them, then it's okay. Then we can consider it to be like one city and we measure the tchum Shabbos from the imaginary string that runs from one tip to another. So what's the difference? Now let me stop here for a moment. This shear that the Gemara says, Meya Arboin Va'achas V'Shalosh, as we'll see right here in the continuation of the Gemara, what's this, imag- what's this magic number of 141 and a third? Every city has surrounding it additional space, empty space, that's part of the usage of the people of the city. How much? 70 yamas and two-thirds. So that 70 yamas and two-thirds is part of the city. You measure the tchum from there. So if you have two parts of a city... So if you have in between twice 70 amas and two-thirds, which is 141 amas and a third, so then that separates the two cities, the two parts of the city from each other. So that's the question of the Gemara. Why don't we apply the same exact shear to the keshes, to the two tips of the keshes, the distance between them? So Rabbi Barola says, This is not a question. In the case of the two tips of the keshes, this is a city that at the bottom side is connected. It's only at the top, the two tips of this keshes, that are far from each other and are not connected. 
And therefore, over there, as long as it's within, there's overlapping tchum coming from one side to the other side, it's okay. It's considered to be like part of one city. But the case where Rabhuna says that if you have 141 Amas and the third separating between them, that it's, two, it's separated as two cities, it's because we're talking about a, a city that the breaches through and through separates the entire two parts of the city. Okay, do we have any picture for this? Doesn't look like it. Okay, Dr. Gemara now, what was the Chiddush over here of Rav Hunne regarding a city that a breach was formed in the middle of the city, separating the two parts of the city? The Neisnen Karfef Lezu, the Karfef Lezu, is his Chiddush that we give this empty area of usage for one part of the city and an empty area for another part of the city, which together, as I mentioned, will be 141 Amas and a third. Didn't Rav Hune say this point already once before regarding an Amishneh? It's Nan, which is a Mishnah that we're going to learn very soon. Rav Meir says, when we measure the Tchum from a city, we add 70 Amis and a third, uh, or and two thirds to the city as usage area around the city. It wasn't said to add this usage to a city. When you have open area between two cities, so then we use this area, this karfif area, to connect the two cities. Then, then we apply this karfif. But in a regular city, we measure the tchum from right outside the place where the last house of the city is, and we don't add this karfif. Itmar, now on that mission we learned, Rav Huna, said, Karfif Lezu, V'Karfif Lezu. When we're adding this empty usage area between the two cities, we're adding two measurements of a Karfif, which is together 141 Amas and a third between the two cities. Chiv Barav says, no, you only make an area of one Karfif, 70 Amas and two-third between the two cities. So, we already see over here that Rav Hone said this point, that between two cities, you give twice two measurements of a karfif. So why did Rav Hone have to say the same point again regarding a breach that was formed in the middle of a city, separating the two parts of the city? Answers the Gemara, Tzriche, we need this, that he said here again. The Yashmin and Hocha, if would only tell us this halacha regarding a city that a breach was formed inside of it, because these are two cities that were once one large city. So now if there's a breach in between, so I would say that over here, you can combine the two cities and consider the two usages of the two cities, the areas to combine these two cities together. But in the Abul Hassan, but over there, when you're talking about two different cities that were never one city, Bechlal, so maybe over there I can't consider to have two different usage areas to combine these two cities together. It's only over here where it was originally one city together, am I makel to this extent? On the other hand, if we would say this Allah over there, the Nigeya to two cities, I would say, you know why you provide two karfas? Because you have two different cities, and this area surrounding the city is used for the people that have extra usage around the city. So if you have two cities, so over here, we provide a karfa for one city and a karfa for another city to have that empty area. Abel Hacha, but over here we're talking about an area that was really all one big city. They don't need two empty areas surrounding their city for their usage. This really was one big city. Now there was a breach that was formed. So maybe in this case, I don't give these two karfifs 
which is 140 on Amos and a third, between these two parts of the city that now has a breach in it, the there isn't, it's not cramped, the usage of two different cities. It's all one city, really. I would say, I don't provide this measurement. Therefore, you have to say that even over here as well, I do give this space of 141 Amos and a third to still consider it to be one big city. Zakta going back to the bow-shaped city. So this imaginary string that runs from the on top of the two tips of the bow, so from that string to the bottom of the inside of the of the uh, bow of this uh, city, how much space could there be over there that I would still say that I measure from the string? We have a picture over here for this. Take a look in picture. Reish Tzadik Tess, or Shin, or Shin Aleph, and all of these cities, in all of these pictures, that is, we're discussing that size, how much space is there from the bottom, inside of the bow, to the top, between the two tips of this bow, where there's an imaginary string. So what's that space? Says the Gemara, Rabba Baravona Omar, Alpayim Ama. Only if there's 2,000 Amas, Tchum Shabbos, not more than the Tchum. Rabba Berei, the Rabba Baravona Omar, he says, no, a yeser ma'alpai mama, even if it has a space more than 2,000 amas. Like his opinion, it makes more sense. And even if there's more than 2,000 amas, still it's okay. It's considered to be one large city. Even if it's true that he can't walk directly from the inside of the bottom of the uh, bow. To uh, any of the sides of the to the top and to any of the sides of the city because it's going to be more than the Tchum Shabbos, but he can go around even in a case where it's more than if, like like you see in picture Shin Aleph, a person this is still considered to be one city because the person can walk around he can walk up the bow of the city to one tip and then walk across to the other side of the bow since we're talking about over here that there's not more than four thousand amas in the distance between the two tips of the bow so he can walk across. So even though he can't walk up, straight up, because it's more than 2,000 amas, but he can walk across. So therefore, that still considers it to be one big city. And therefore, you still measure the 2,000 amas from this imaginary string that runs from one tip of the bow to another tip of the bow. So, we learned in the Mishnah, You have a protrusion of the city, which is from Gedudiyais, as the Gemara will now say what that is. It's basically broken down houses. That are tall ten tefachim. So then you measure from there as well. My gedudiyos. What are gedudiyos? Amar Rav Yehuda Sholish Michitzos. It's a broken down house that still has three walls. Shein Aleim Tikra does not have a roof. The question was asked. Shtei Michitzos. How about if it's a broken house that has two walls? V'yesh Aleim Tikra with a roof. Mahu. Are we going to measure from there the tchum or not? Toshema, so it says in Abraise, Eilushem is Abrin Ima, the following different structures are going to be counted together with the city to measure the Tchum. Nefesh, Sheyeshba Arba Amas, Alarba Amas, some kind of a Matseva or a little structure that's built by a caver, that's four by four Amas. Ba'gesher, Ba'kever, a um, bridge or a caver, Sheyeshba and Beis Dira, that has a place for a person to dwell in it. A that has a place for the Shamish to live there. A church that has a place for the priests to live there. And barns, 
and storage places, Shabbasadis, that are out in the field. The Yeshben Beis Dira has a place for someone to live there. Vahaburgan and Shabbatayacha, a hut or sort of a watchtower that's inside a uh, field. Vahabayis Shabayam, a house that's built in the water in a little island in the water. Harei Elu Misabrin Ima. All of these are considered to be a structure where someone's living in it. And therefore, they are included in the protrusion of the city to measure the tchum from there. And the following cannot be counted together with the city. A structure built by a caver that is open from both sides. These are things built by a caver that do not have a place for someone to live there. That does not have a private dwelling for the chazan. A church that does not have a private dwelling for the priest. Or a barn or a storage house in a field. Which do not have any dwelling for a person. A pit, a cistern or a um, cave that does not have a place for a dwelling. You get there, a stone wall, shaybech. A pigeon coop, Shabbatoycha inside a field, Vahabayas Shabbisfina, a boat built on a house that is built on a boat. All of these ain't Elum Misabrinima. They are not counted along with the city. So now, regarding the question that we asked, Katani Mias, one of the things that it mentions in this Braise, Nefesh and Nifritza, Mishteiru Chisel, Eilech Veilech, that this Nefesh, this structure built by a caver, but it's open on both sides, it cannot be counted together with the city. So presumably this is a structure that has two walls and then it's open on two, two sides of the two walls and it's not counted with the city. So we see that two walls to get my love, the Ikatikra, don't you think it's talking even with a roof and it says in this Braise that it cannot be counted. So to go light, that's not necessarily the case, the Lekatikra. The, the, the Again, so the Gemara thought to say the Ikatikra that it has a roof, so the Gemara answers light, the Lekatikra, it does not have a roof and that's the only reason it can't be counted. But if it would have a roof, it will be counted together with the city. The Gemara comes back to this Braise. One of the things mentioned in this Braise was Bayis Shebeyam, a house that's in an island by the water. Lemai Chazi, what is this uh, fit for use? It's a house that's made to unload the Kalim of a boat. So that can be used for someone, a person stores things there or he unloads there, so therefore that's enough for a uh, for to be counted together with the city. The next case it said, It said that a cave will not be counted together with the city. So that is the Maira Amis Aberesima. But Tony Rabhia Maira Misaberesima. Rabhia learned on Abraise that a Maira cave will be counted together with the city. It could, it could be concluded together with the city if there's a structure at the opening of this cave. If that's the case, the if it has a structure at the opening of the cave, so it has to be included together with the city because of the structure. So the Gemara answers, The um, structure is not large enough to be counted for itself because it's, let's say, only three Amis, one Amis. Together with the uh, cave and, and the structure, it makes up the space that you need, the minimum space of four by four amas, and therefore could be counted. And that's the case where it said that the maida could be counted. You can see the picture if you want, the picture shin base. Okay. People that are living in huts. 
It's sort of like a, a tent city. They count the Tchum Shabbos from the door of their house. It's not considered to be a permanent dwelling of a city where the whole city is considered to be one area. Each person is his own temporary dwelling in his hut, and therefore he counts the Tchum from the door of his house. It says that the Yidin dwelled when they were in the Midbar Ben Beisa Yishimais. I saw that area. The size of that area is three parsais by three parsais, which is much larger than the Tchum Shabbos of 2000 Amma. Vitanya, and it says in Abraisa regarding the Yidin when they were camping in the Midbar, when they had to relieve themselves, they would not be allowed to go in front of the, where they were camping and not on the side of where they're camping. Because if they would be traveling in that area, so they don't, they, they, the Oren may be going in that place and therefore they don't want to relieve themselves in that area. So therefore, they would have to go to the back of where they were camping. As the Braise here says, they would have to go all the way to the back. So we see over here that the Yidin were allowed to walk all the way to the back of the Machna to relieve themselves. And this machna was how large? 300, 300 parsois, etc. Uh, no, not 300, sorry, again. Three parsois by three parsois, which is much larger than 2,000 amas. And the Yidna are walking all the way to the back to relieve themselves. So if we just said that you have to measure the tchong from the opening of your house when you're in a place, when you're in a tent city, so over here the Yidna were camping in tents in the midbar, so they have to measure the tchong from their house. How could they walk all the way out, out of the machna to the back for this purpose? Answers the Gemara, Malirave, Digle, Midbar Kamenis. You're asking me a question from when the Yidin camped in the Midbar. Since they were camping with the Abish's words that told them where to go and where to, where to rest, so therefore it's like a permanent dwelling in that place. This is something that I've quoted many times. In the name of the Friedrich Rebbe, that even when someone is doing something and it's something that's temporary, it seems to be something that's temporary, but if Bashgacha Pratis, that's where he is and that's what he has to do right now, he has to treat it with the full seriousness as if this is something permanent because Bashgacha Pratis is able to put him here right now. And this is true regarding the whole union of Golas Bachlal, even though the entire existence of Klal Yisrael and Golas is considered to be a temporary dwelling. But nevertheless, the fact that right now the Ebeshter placed us here, we have to treat our Aveda here with the full seriousness as a permanent dwelling and build everything we need here to, to do our Aveda in the time of Golas. The Gemara continues, If in this tent city, in this place with this huts, there are three courtyards of two houses, hukfu. this considers it to be now a permanent city. People that live in these huts, people that live and are traveling through a desert, their life is not a life. You can't live over here properly in such a kind of a environment. And on the shame of name, their wives and their children are not theirs as well. As Gemara will now say, we suspect their wives of having other relationships and their children of maybe even being mamzadim, not their own children. We learned this in Abraise as well. People that live in these hot cities, it's like they're dwelling in graves. Regarding their daughters, the Pasik says, 
that you should not lie with a behemoth. In other words, these daughters are not necessarily their children. They could be mamzerim. We don't know who their wives had a relationship with. My timer. What's the reason for this suspicion? Because over there in these, in these uh, areas of the huts, they don't have any shower, they don't have any bathhouses. So their husbands go far away to shower, and in between, well, until they come back, there's no men around, or there's no, the, the, all, most of the men leave, so the, the, the wives get into trouble. They have to go to a mikveh, the women have to go to a mikveh, so they uh, make up with each other to go together to a mikveh. And then it's possible that when they're going to a mikveh somewhere, so a man should encounter them and uh, do something inappropriate with them. What's the difference between these two reasons? If there is a river near the place where they're camping in these hot or tent cities, so then it could be used for a mikveh. It can't be used as a bathhouse. It could be used as a mikveh. So if the suspicion is the fact that the women have to go away to a mikveh, the suspicion doesn't uh, exist in this case. Omar Abuna Rabuna said, Kol Yerek, a city that does not have vegetables. Ain't Tamukhacham Rashoy Lodaboy Nala live in the city because the vegetables are very good for a person and you can buy it for cheap and then the person will be able to learn Taita. So Memre, so the Gemara asks, should we say the Yerek Maila, Maalia, that vegetables, eating vegetables is good for a person? But Vatani, we learned Nabraise, Shloisha, Mabinus, Azevel, the three foods that bring a person to have, have a lot of waste, and they cause a person to, to lose his kayak, to become hunchback. And it takes away a 500th of a person's eyesight. What are the three things? Pas coarse bread, bread that wasn't made with the flour, wasn't sifted properly. Beer that's freshly brewed and it wasn't allowed at least 40 days to sit. Or vegetables. Vegetables, as here, seems to be, according to this, very unhealthy for a person. It's not a question. We're talking about garlic or leek. That's very healthy for a person. And But other vegetables are not. The garlic it has the full potency of what a vegetable can give you. Half that amount. Half of a yerek. It's nine... If you see uh, radish amongst your vegetables, near a samchaim, you see something that's a samchaim, it has, it's like a, a medicine of life. Regarding the radish, that if you see radish, this is really the opposite, it's the opposite of life. And it says, It depends if you're talking about the leaves of the uh, radishes or if you're talking about the roots of the radishes. Or, can be maysachama, in the summer it's good to eat radishes because it cools off the body. Can be maysachishomim, but in the winter it's not good for the person. Amar Rav Yehudah, Rav Yehudah said, Kol iyishi yeshba maylus amayrdis, a city that has hills and slopes. Odom obeim yeshba meysim b'chatsi The people, the animals in this city die in half of their lifetime. Half of the, their, they don't live out their full life. Amar Rav Honu Bered, Rav Yeshua, Sorry, let me skip the line, go back up. Do they actually die half of their life because of this? They, be, they age half of their life because of the tirche, they have to go up and down. So because of this, their body becomes weaker in half of their life. So these hills and slopes, 
the Beibidi or the Beinaresh of these two cities of Beibidi and Beinaresh, as Canon has made me old in my younger age. I go to Yantif.